Welcome to She Inspires Me. I'm your host, Caroline Bruni, founder of She Inspires Me and Organize Curate Design. Launched as a Facebook passion project back in 2017, She Inspires Me was reborn as a podcast in 2020 to highlight the incredible women we all encounter in our everyday lives. Thanks to our key sponsor, Organize Curate Design, I welcome you to season two, another year of sharing the stories of inspirational women. Welcome to another episode of She Inspires Me. Today, I have with me Lauren Oliver. Lauren, it is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Now, I've realized that you and I have never actually had a longer than a couple of minutes worth of a chat because we know each other through, I guess, being mums and we know each other through your business. But I will share with our audience a little bit about you um, so they can learn about you and your business and um, and then we'll jump straight in. So Lauren Oliver is the founder and CEO of Mums Who Wine, a national organisation dedicated to empowering mothers, building community and changing lives. For 10 years, Lauren worked as an insurance lawyer at a top-tier law firm before taking a leap of faith and leaving behind corporate life to focus on building Mums Who Wine in 2017. Since that date, Mums Who Wine has connected over 10,000 mums, hosted over 200 events, reached over 4 million people on social media and raised over $40,000 for Panda. Outside of Mums Who Wine, Lauren is a proud wife to Mark, a devoted mama to Thomas, who is seven, Billy, who is four, and Ariel, who is seven months. Now, your house sounds awfully quiet for someone who has no children. Are they all, have they all been banished outside of the home? Oh, well, thank God, you know, school is back. So, Thomas is at school and he's in grade two. Billy's in daycare. He's in four-year-old um, daycare, kinder. So, he's in three days a week and Mark literally just took Arielle out for a walk because she she's not that obedient in staying quiet. She's pretty good, but she's uh she and she can she might be a bit distracting. So he's taken her out for a walk. So I am enjoying this serenity. I don't get it very often. So it's nice to be to be in quiet. So yeah, no, thanks for having me on. It's great. Yeah, it's no problems at all. Well, she probably just wanted to join in. She was like, this is all about women. Can't I just jump in and have a chat as well? Totally. She is like, (laughs) she has like total FOMO. She is her mother's daughter. Like, especially because (laughs) I had her, she's seven months old. I had her during lockdown and Mm. I was very paranoid about um, that, you know, she would be very clingy and she wouldn't be very good with people. And she, because I'm, you know, no surprise, a bit of a social butterfly. And <laughs> you are honest. Yeah. And honestly, like as soon as we went out and we we're allowed out of our house, she was smiling at people. Like even yesterday, she went and got her immunizations and she was trying to like make friends and charm and was, you know, she's only seven months and she's like, let Aww. me out these people. So, yeah, so she would have been trying to like take the microphone. Well, she is going to, you know, she's going to take over Mums Who Wine. She's the future CEO. So, yeah, probably fair enough. <laughs> There you go. Well, um, once she can form a few sentences, we'll have to get her on. And uh, yeah. maybe, you know, when kids that kind of probably hit when they hit about Billy's age and they've got a lot to say, um, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll have to get on, 
get her on and say, so what do you see for mums who whine in yeah. the future? And I'm sure by four she will have all the opinions because I know oh, I have all the opinions. Absolutely. Four, so. And she's definitely, I was talking to my mum last night and I was very, um, I'm a, like the third child as well, and I was mm-hmm. very independent and stubborn and I was always own self do it. Like mum would try and get me dressed. I'm like, no, own self do it. And already <laughs> – Already at seven months, I'm trying to do stuff, and she's trying to like, you know, do it herself. I'm like, do it. Seven months, just let me, just let me have this moment. Just let me, just be a baby. Like, yeah, just exactly. let me enjoy you being a baby because you're not a baby forever. Wow, that is. Um, I'm going to touch on. I, I'm going to try and stay on track because I have yes. so many questions for you. But my first question is: um, We have had a few corporate escapees on this podcast. I love chatting to people that are either in corporate and making changes, and <clears throat> um, developing different strategies and and bringing different things into that mix. But I definitely have spoken to a few who have escaped corporate life and gone off and done something completely different. So. What do you think was the scariest part of taking that leap of faith to move from your busy and I'm sure challenging but comfortable corporate life to launching Mums Who Wine? Um, I think the the biggest thing was stepping away from what I knew as my identity, which was a corporate mm. lawyer. And my whole life I wanted to be a lawyer. I um, <laughs> It was from the... I f- remember the show Melrose Place, and even though that was um, oh, they, were so in, they were in advertising, but I just looked at Amanda Woodward, who was actually a real bitch. But I looked at her in her power suits and you know just her what I thought was a glamorous life, and I'm like, okay, I want that. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't really know much about advertising, but I'll just become a lawyer because you can be rich and you can be powerful and you can live that life. So from a very early age, I just always wanted to be a lawyer. It was who I was. And, Mm. you know, when people would ask me, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a lawyer. There would be that little, oh, and it was almost like that tick of approval. Like, wow, they're really impressed by. That's impressive. Yeah, Yeah. by what I do. And therefore, they're impressed with me. And I remember the day when um, I got home from work and I'd worked, like I basically had left it six o'clock in the morning, I'd got home at eight o'clock at night and hadn't seen the kids. I'd, I had launched Mums Who Wine at that point and I actually, you know, I got home, said hi to Mark and I grabbed my laptop and I was about to start working on Mums Who Wine. And Mark uh, and Mark said something and I just snapped and I said, do you understand how much pressure I'm under? But, you know, like I was really, really stressed mm-hmm. trying to do the juggle and he just looked at me and he said, just quit. And I'm like, what do you mean just quit? And he's like, just quit. And I'm like, I can't quit. Like, what do you mean? And <laughs> and I actually looked at it and I share this story a lot because it was such a pivotal moment for me because I actually looked at him with utter disdain. I'm like, what do you mean quit? Like, And he's like, just quit. And I said, but I'm the main breadwinner. We want to buy a house. He goes, so we keep renting. And I'm like, but blah, 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 blah. And I was bringing out all these excuses and like, no, 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 I can't. And he just kept hitting them with like, that's fine. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Mm. And then the, re- the truth came out and I said, I can't quit. What would people think? And straight oh. away I heard in my brain, I heard yep. that voice say, you know, that's your pride. And then mm-hmm. Mark looked at me and said, you know, that's your pride. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, I get it. And and I realised how much of my identity was wrapped up in Lauren is a lawyer. Lauren's, a, you know, that's that was my life. So to actually step 
away from that and to go full-time into a business I'd only launched six months earlier. It wasn't making money. It was just, it was the most biggest blind step of faith, but I just knew that I had to do it because I saw the potential of Mums Who Wine. I saw the impact that it was having. You know, I had these big visions for it and I knew I couldn't do both. And it was huge. And I was, and I think a big thing was as well, I was really fearful of what people would think. And mm. uh, particularly my parent, like my parents, my dad in yeah. particular, because, you know, you always just want to make your parents proud. And I remember telling him and I sat him down and I said, you know, he's a very, he's a um, business, a property developer and builder and he's, you know, quite successful. And I just said, oh, dad, just letting you know that I've decided to quit my job as a lawyer and I'm going to just focus on building this business I've just started, which is about basically drinking wine with mums. And he just <laughs> um, and he just looked at me and said, good on you, Loz. And I went, what? Oh, and he's like, what a dad. yeah. And he's like, good on you, Loz. You should be at home with your family. I'm mm. proud of you for making this decision. I'm like, what? I'm like, so why did I? Why was I a lawyer yeah. for 10 years and why did I spend $60,000 on hex debt? But anyway, um, so, yeah, it's just interesting. I think for the most part when people are in corporate life, you, you need to look at it. I mean, there's it was incredible and I really enjoyed my time in it. It wasn't horrendous mm. or anything, but it just wasn't – it brought me to where I am, but it wasn't where I was meant to be. And I said to myself, I'll give myself two years and when I quit, they said, your job's always waiting for you. So it wasn't like – you know, oh, I knew I could always go back. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I just made that decision. I'm like, after two years, I will reassess and if it's not going well or if I feel I want to go back, I'll go back and it's three and a half years on and I've never gone back. Oh, there's no, like, oh, um, you know, unless you really wanted to go back, but <laughs> Mums Who Wine is, is doing so well and we will get to that. We will get to all of the successes over the last three to four years um so you start you started mums who wine as a side hustle whilst working full-time which often is the case um and even for anyone who is out there listening um and I may not have heard me say this in the past if you have an idea and it's going to be a new thing please start it on the side of what you do now please don't quit your job straight away um you need to make sure your business has some legs um there's actually people that want to engage with it before you go and completely change your life. Um, Lauren and I have a really, even timeline-wise, very similar story. I launched my business, Organised Curate Design, in 2017, but it wasn't until 2018, uh, probably about nine months after I launched the business that I started phasing <clears throat> phasing out of my full-time job, which was actually in a whole nother business that I was co-owner of. So. Um, yeah, that leap of faith, regardless of what you're doing, is is always pretty scary. But make oh, sure absolutely, and I should preface you yeah. change your life. And yeah. I should preface by saying that um, I launched Mums Who Wine as a business in 2017. But prior to that, I'd been running um, events, basically not as a business, just as a community group for two years. Mm -hmm. So it had built a huge following, and I knew it was successful and people were saying you've got to make this into a business so I didn't sort of although I quit after six months of launching it as a business it had been running not you know not as a business but essentially the same model for two years yeah. prior to that so I knew it I, I knew it definitely had legs so it is yeah the that's model very, worked and yeah very, engagement, very yeah. wise uh very wise words Caroline <laughs> it's 
true. <laughs> oh, I just hear it like, and I and I totally understand the enthusiasm. I have people say, "I've got this idea, and I want to do this, and I'm going to quit my job." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Does anyone actually buy the thing yet, or have you even got the thing, or does it exist yet?" And I'm like, "Let's just." do that like farm. and I'm always happy to help people I'm like tell me what you're doing on your e- in your evenings and on the weekends and in your spare time because that's that's where this should live right now and because yep. everyone's got to pay the bills oh totally annoyingly yeah <laughs> <laughs> so with that community element that you had beforehand so that was the start of mums who wine how did that all come about for you so it came about um, when I moved to a new area. So I grew up on the Mornington Peninsula and I was I returned to work full-time after having Thomas, my eldest, and I was doing three hours of day of travel into the city and I just wasn't oh. – yeah, and I just wasn't seeing Thomas um, much at all. So we, again, made a very quick step of faith, random decision just to um, move – to a new area, we moved to Inner West Melbourne, uh, didn't know anyone, hadn't even heard of the suburb we moved, but we, we moved just obviously for a lifestyle choice so that I'd see the kids, or I was only Thomas at that point, but see the family more. And I moved up there and I had a great social network down on the peninsula. It's where I grew up. Um, as I said, I'm pretty social, so I love getting out with the girlfriends and my friends. And Mark and I were walking along uh, just at the street at the end at the end of our street and I saw a wine bar and they were organising like a advertising a tappers and wine night and I said to Mark, oh, that would be really great to go to with some girlfriends and then I just went, I don't have any friends. I don't know anyone up here. And yeah, and working and and that's the thing I realized it's just so like I was working full time. Thomas was 15 months. I couldn't go to playgroups. I couldn't go to Jimbaroo, you know, I couldn't go to that to meet mums and it's so hard to meet mum friends anyway. So I just went home, got on a local mums and bubs Facebook group and I said, hi ladies, I don't know anyone. I just saw this wine and tappers night. Would anyone like to, if I book a table, would anyone like to come with me and have a glass of wine? And I was so nervous because I'm like, what if no one responds? Like what if I'm forever known? It's like a blind date. Totally. And I'm like, what if I'm forever known as that girl that, got no mates and to put something up and no one responded but, oh, um, no. <laughs> but thankfully thankfully a lot of people I act, it was actually flooded um and so that week I organized a dinner at the for the wine and tappers and I had uh 10 mums come and then I thought great I've met some mum friends end of story and then I had all of these mums contact and say I couldn't make that one are you going to do another one and I'm like, sure, I'll do one the next week. So I did the exact same thing and then I had eight mums come to that one. And then I said, oh, I think there's something in this. I think there's a lot of mums that want to make mum friends outside of their children, like when the kids are in bed so you can have the conversations and not be distracted. So I started a local Facebook group just called Inner West Mums Who Wine. And from there I just started organising monthly events for mums to connect and get out ran that for two years. As I said, I never made any money off the events. It was just a community thing. I donated my time, but the group grew to 2000 mums. The events events were selling out in 40 minutes. And I just, and that was when a really good girlfriend who I'd met through the group sat me down and said, 
Lauren, you've got to make this into a business. And I'm like, but I didn't, I didn't start it as a business. And I it was that whole, I don't want to make money off something like a genuine need that people have, which is silly because yeah, that's what course, all businesses are started for. Um, and I just said, no, I don't want it. And she's like, but you don't understand. You've got 2000 women who are here who love what you're doing and you can impact more people if you do this. And mm. so, yeah, so I'm like, okay. And then I started as a business and the rest is kind of history. Wow. Oh, I get goosebumps with that story, to be honest. Like it's everyone, well, not everyone. Actually, I think pretty much everyone has had a moment in their life where they've walked into a situation or, you know, in your case, you've moved to a new place, you've, um, your kids have started at a new school or you've started at a new job or, and you have that moment. And sometimes it is just a moment because someone will walk over and say hello and introduce themselves or whatever. But for that moment or that week or whatever where you feel really vulnerable and really alone and um, like you've got no friends and that's yeah. not a nice feeling. Oh, it's um, Yeah, and, to, and then add all the extra stress and emotions that are in the mix when you are a young mum, mm-hmm. as in young as in you're new to the game of being a mum, because that can mess with your head a lot mm. as well. There's a lot of stuff that's going on um, mentally and emotionally um, as your body and your brain and your hormones are getting back to normal and all of that and you're adjusting. So um, and uh, 2,000 in such a short period of time is so fantastic and I know that obviously the community has grown yeah. enormously. And even if you're – and the thing is as well, like even if you've got a great circle of friends, once you have kids, like my two best girlfriends from high school – like their their kids are starting high. Like one of them, her do- eldest daughter started high school this year, mm. and whereas mine, are, I had kids later. So mm. when we would try and catch up, I'd be working around naps. They'd be working around school pickup. So it wouldn't work. So yeah. even if you've got a great, and this is the thing, like some mums go, oh, I've got some friends. I'm like, but you can always meet new mums and new friends oh, and yeah. new experiences and people who are going through the same thing. So, yeah, and that's the thing. And I, what I always say with, with the business is I hit a niche, but more importantly, I hit a need. And I realised mm. how I wasn't the only mum that was lonely. Um, I realised that, and I wasn't really doing anything for myself as well, because mm. I was working full time. Then when I came home, I felt that mama guilt that I was working full-time and I wasn't at home with mm-hmm. Thomas, even though Mark was a stay-at-home dad at that point. So he had mm-hmm. someone at home. But, um, yeah, and then so when I got home, I was like, oh, I feel bad if I want to go out and meet new people. But I realised, and this is, you know, the whole message of Mums Who Wine, which we'll, I know we'll get to, is about self-care and self-care saves, about, mm-hmm. it's you know, we need that time even if it's just two hours to go out for dinner with some girlfriends or catch up for a coffee or whatever away from the kids, we actually need that for our own mental health and our own mental state so we can, so to speak, fill our cup because we're, you know, as mothers, we're self-sacrificing. We give, 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 but we need to Mm. take some time to go, you know what, now's my time. I'm going to go out for a few hours. The kids are in bed. They don't need me. Um, Mm. or even if it's during the day, it doesn't always have to be at night. Just, you know, leave them with dad, leave them with a babysitter and have some time for you and make some friends and make some and build your community because, you know, it's all, it takes a village and it's never been more true. Yeah. So when I first heard the business name and I came across the group, I think someone told me about it um, in passing or whatever else, 
And I was like, is that meant to be a play on words or is that just about wine? So is it like, tell me, how did uh, you talked about the Facebook group and it was um, about the area that you were in Mm -hmm. and about drinking wine. Is it meant to be a play on words? Well, at the time it wasn't. It was literally like I remember sitting in this this restaurant and I said, oh, maybe I should start a Facebook group. I'm like, oh, what should we call it? I'm like, I don't know, Inner West Mums, what are we doing? We're having wine, some mums who wine. And and that's literally how it started. And then it was only later and because so many people say, is it W-H-I-N-E? I'm like, no, it's the good type. <laughs> it's the W-I-N-E. But I'm like, it's also, a, a you know, a little from column A, a little from column B. Like mm-hmm. we go out and whether you have, a, and this is the whole thing, people are like, oh, is it all about wine? I'm like, no, it's actually about connection. It's just obviously a mm-hmm. intriguing name. And the good thing is people sit and go, oh, what's that? And then they mm-hmm. look into it and they're like, you know, we they're do. thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. And we do lots of events that aren't, you know, we do like Pilates classes and we do self-care retreats and things like that. So it's all about community. But yeah, it's definitely a catchy name. People like at some of our events, I actually, I get up and I speak and I'm like, so does anyone know anything about what Mums Who Wine's about? Or did you just see Mums Who Wine? And literally, yeah, they're like, we don't know what it is, but we're here because we saw Mums Who Wine. And then I tell the story of how it started and what we do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and the people like, oh, wow, I just thought it was about wine. This is so much more. So yeah, it was kind of, um, I'm very glad that I, I thought of it because it's been very successful and very catchy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I um, I had the same thought. I was like, "Mums who won, what a great name!" And and my kind of marketing branding brain was like, "Oh, that you know, you can definitely play on those words if you just hear the name as opposed to see it written or see your logo." And um, yeah, and then there's that cliche of, "Oh, the girls are going out and having a wine, and wine, <laughs> and blah blah blah, and all of that." Which um, and that's okay if that's what we choose to do when we drink our wine, if we want to have a bit of a winch. Yeah, really fine. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> now, moving away from um, your corporate life, which I assume was fairly private, like you went to work, you did your thing, um, you you know, you came home, um, whatever else. Building a business like this, and with your social media presence, as you said, um, as I said in my, in, when I read your bio, four million people on social media that you've connected with in one way or another. How has it been moving? from a corporate environment and your life pre-Mums Who Wine to sharing a lot about you and your family and your personal life and your vulnerabilities because I know like you keep it so real and when you're crying, you cry and when it's hard, it's hard and when it's super exciting, it's super exciting and we see that. Mm. How has that been moving into the spotlight in that way? It's actually really interesting because when I first started it as a business and I launched, you know, our social media and things like that, I remember saying to Mark, I don't want anything about me on there. I don't want anything about our kids. It's mm-hmm. just about, you know, the businesses that where the mums, the members get a benefit and the events. And uh, because I think a lot of it was I didn't want to make it all about me, which is sort of silly because I started it. And I've actually, you know, worked through this a lot over the past few years in like, uh, you know, I didn't want it. I've, I've worked very hard to 
not be someone of status. I want to be someone of stature. And that's something that I've, you mm-hmm. know, worked through for the past few years. And I just was like, it's not about me. And I would push it down and I'd push it down. I'm like, no, no, no. And people go, oh, wow, it's going so well. I'm like, oh, no, yeah, yeah, no, it's a group thing. And even though it was literally, I was running it and it was. Yeah, you were hustling. I was hustling <laughs> hardcore. Um, and so, but then when I w- put stuff up about and what I realized, and it's true, I'm the same. People want to know the story. People want to no, it's not about like if you see just a post about an advertisement, I scroll through, especially since COVID, I feel like everyone's just like, no, we want authenticity. I don't want these perfectly curated images of, you know, me looking a million dollars. Yes, there's occasional ones if I've been at an event and I put that up. But especially um, when I had Ariel, which is obviously my third baby, I remember sitting with the team and I said, I I think I need to take a step back from social media because I don't think people want to see me now that I'm not running the events and I'm not doing the glamorous stuff and I'm, you know, um, I think people are going to get really bored and maybe someone else should, you know, do the, do the stories and things like that. And they just looked at me and they're like, but people want to see you. Like people have been mm. on this journey, like people have been so excited about the pregnancy and they've been checking in and all of that. And then yeah. – and then when it's funny, I like I'll put something up about some amazing benefit that the mums get, and then I'll put a photo of my big fat pregnant ass up there, and that goes freaking cocoa bananas that my kids have taken of me bending over, and it goes cocoa bananas. And I think the biggest thing which I realised when um, I was especially raw and vulnerable after having Ariel because a we were in lockdown. And yeah. but I also had a lot of problems breastfeeding and I was, um, you know, and I having my third baby, I'm like, yep, I've got this and it's all good. And, you know, she had a lip tie, a tongue tie. I had vasospasm and I, I put up a video on my stories. I'm not sure if you saw it. It was after I'd been breast, I'd been trying to breastfeed her. She was mm-hmm. about two weeks old and I literally screamed with pain. It was, I uh, Oh, I even get emotional mm. thinking about it. It was so tough. And yeah. I just remember going into the bedroom and I just started doing a video. And I'd, maybe it was just for my own therapy. I don't know. And I just put yeah. it up. And I remember putting it up and my it went, I can't even explain to you. I reckon I had five, 600 messages from people just saying, mm. thank you for sharing. I went through this. I thought it was just me. And I realised that people, you know, I always say don't look at the highlight reel of Instagram. People want to see and, – and you don't always want it to be like the lows because, you know, it can get a bit depressing. Yeah. But, like, to yeah. actually show that this is the reality of motherhood, this is the reality of finding friends. Um, so it has been quite a transition because I think I've just finally got into the mindset of it's okay. People do want to see you, Lauren. Like, you are mums who whine. Like, you started it. Mm-hmm. People know your kids, like I put, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to put too much stuff up on my kids. But when I put a photo up of a video of Ariel or like, you know, there was one video where I was just doing tr- doing a story and she did this huge burp, like it was. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, oh my gosh. And It was hilarious. Honestly, I put it up there and people contacted me and said, thank you for giving us a laugh. So it yeah. has been a, I mean, my, my, some of like my dad, he's very funny. He's like, 
oh, it's all right, Loz. I saw it on social media. Yep, yeah, I saw it on social media. I'm like, Dad, like, you got to un- tell me the story again. Like, I've already seen it. Exactly. And I often, it's funny when I speak to friends, I'm like, oh, they're like, I said, oh, yeah, so I went to the, and they're like, yeah, we lo- Loz, we saw it. And I went, oh, yeah, my whole life is on social media. But yeah. I actually find it really, um, I don't know, I find that I've built a very genuine, authentic tribe as a result. Mm. It's not about, you know, getting all doled up every time and like, you know, living our best lives and everything's perfect because, you know, it's not about that. It's like, you know what, Mm. I'm in my active wear, I haven't showered and that's okay. And I feel like it's actually really helped, particularly through lockdown of the you know the response that I got the amount of mums that were like you seriously got me through lockdown because I looked at you and I realized that if you're struggling and you're a very positive you're a very social half glass full kind of person if you're struggling I realize it's okay that I'm struggling so yeah yeah, it's been a transition but it's kind of I don't know I enjoy it Um, and hopefully people continue liking the content and they're not bored of you know things of me I just talk randomly and I feel like people just enjoy that so (laughs) I think that's what I think people forget that that's the beauty of social media, um, especially more in the moment, live stories, um, Instagram lives, that sort of stuff, is if you don't like it, you can actually just not watch it. Um, I don't really, and, you know, we won't dive into the other side of social media in the sense of trolls and all that sort of stuff, but when people get on their high horse and like, why did you post that? I'm like, don't watch it if you don't like it. Like, you don't have to watch it. Step (laughs) away from the phone. Keep scrolling, Um, keep scrolling. (laughs) Keep scrolling. Like, just tap through the um, stories if you don't, or just flick to the next one. Like, all social media has that, you know, has those functionalities so we can step away from things if we're not interested because it doesn't resonate for us. And mm. um, and I think that vulnerability that you share so openly and I've seen, it's interesting hearing you talk about that transition because I've watched that. Um, we came on board as an affiliate for Mums Who Won quite some time ago now mm. um, and I've seen how much the business has changed. I've seen your team grow. I've seen you have your, um, you know, your representatives in each state so you can run events right across the country now as opposed to you having to try to get oh. to everything, which you just physically can't get to. Um, oh. I've just seen that change but within that I've definitely seen you come become more and more comfortable um, and, you know, one of the highlights that I've really, that I loved watching um was your face when you um when you did your gender reveal oh. before you knew Arielle was going to be Arielle. Yeah. The look on your face and you were obviously like it makes me emotional thinking about it because I, I I could see how beautiful that moment was for you and your family. But once again, we got to share that with you. And I know there were people there with you and um, people watching it live and, and all of that. Um, but that's a journey that we yeah. get to share with you and your family and, and the community shares with you. So oh, that's be- that, And that was so special to for mm. that journey and to share that, you know, we'd I'd always thought, you know, that I'd have a girl and, and just to, to have the group of people in the room, but to know we had you know, so many people watching live yeah. and watching back later. And it was – and I just feel, to be honest, I just feel so honoured and humbled that people, A, care enough to 
you know, want to watch what I'm doing and what I'm building. Mm. But people are so invested in it's not and this is the thing it's like it's when I say it's not just me because we're building it as a tribe collectively because I couldn't you know if people don't come to our events or if people don't buy our memberships then you know it's 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 not a reality but it is it is beautiful once you realize and you know we don't really you know we don't we haven't spent any money on Facebook ads or anything we've literally just built it organically and it's just really exciting to see that and it's built on genuine love and support and connection and friendships which I think in today's world we need yeah we need it more and more every day yeah so in this time where we're now kind of February or early 2021 um and the business has been around in two different formats um over the time from that first wine bar to where you are today is there a moment um that really is the biggest highlight so far um, that comes to mind for you of what you've achieved with Mums Who Want? Yeah, I think it was, um, I mean, there's obviously so many, but I yeah. think the big one for me was in 2018, you might remember we ran our first self-care saves campaign and I, it all came about really quickly. I was running the business completely on my own at that point. I like obviously I've always had Mark, my husband, who is very hands on, even though he works full time as well. But um, mm-hmm. but I was at so we obviously support Panda and we donate five percent of all of our proceeds to Panda. But I just was like, I want to do something more. So I was driving along and I just had this thought of raise ten thousand dollars in thirty days. And mm. I'm like, I came home to Mark, I said, I want to raise $10,000 in 30 days. And it just went from there. And I'm like, okay, we're going to create these t-shirts that have the hashtag self-care saves. I'm going to donate 100% of proceeds to Panda and I want to raise $10,000. And that was, in hindsight, I'm kind of like I get an idea and I don't even think about it. I just run with it. And it that's, <laughs> just make you it know, happen. I'm like, go big or go home, people. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, we're going to do that. So then put it into motion and I literally that month, oh, my gosh, just it was so crazy. I was packing orders till 2 a.m. I was promoting. I was doing this. I was doing that. And I just had this goal of raising $10,000 in 30 days and it was for Panda Week, so it was all about raising awareness about mental health. And I remember the moment. It got towards the end and it was close to 10000 and I said, Mark, I can't even – I can't even watch it. I don't even want to know. Can you just do the final yeah, tally? I remember that. I remember because you were sharing that. You were like, I'm, I need to be offline because I'm stressed. I was, it was seriously, it, t- it was so, it, it took over my life. It was all consuming, but it was because I was just so passionate about it. And I remember the moment I said, all right, it was done. And I'm like, can you give me an envelope and I'll open it live and I'll see how much we've raised Oh, I'm getting emotional. Um, yeah. And I remember standing there and my son Thomas came up and gave me the envelope and we raised over $12,000 in 30 wow. days. And I just, <laughs> obviously I was emotional then, I'm emotional now. And it just yeah, made me realise, right. A, like when you put your mind to something, it's incredible, but just the incre- like the support, <coughs> excuse me, the support we yeah. received People, like it went viral, it went global. Like we had mums in America, we had mums in New um, New Zealand, we had mums in England buying these T-shirts and 
not only were they buying them, but that we were asking them to put them up on social media to show the importance of mental health and self-care. And it was just at that point, I'm like, we are onto something here. Like this isn't a business, this is a movement. And that's Mm. what's made me realise that I'm like, this is a, a powerful thing. And I always say when women come together and support each other, but it wasn't just women, like we, you know, we had men buying them, we had businesses, you know, donating, you know, my dad, bless his heart, was like, I want you to get to the, you know, get to the goal and he donated $1,000 and it was just just to know the support of people coming together and the power of, you know, coming together collectively as a community. It was it, it was such a beautiful moment. Yeah. And then I yeah, slept for a week. So interesting. <laughs> now, yeah, you can be like, blow your nose and clean yeah. yourself up. I, yeah, I, I get, I totally get that. I love when we can share our stories and almost teleport us back to that moment in time because that's the beauty of of these stories and and one of the main reasons why I I invest time in, in bringing your story and other women's stories um, to our listeners because. I just think there's so much in that and it's those little snippets of knowing that you can just have an idea and make it happen and use your network and, and there's always people out there that, that want to help and support you. And mm. and I guess what's even more brilliant about that is that in, a, in amongst all of that, in amongst you seeing that and witnessing that and, and having that experience in addition to that, you raised a significant amount of money for Panda. Mm. Um, so how have you been, how are you connected to Panda? So why is that your um, charity of choice and what do they do? Like what does Panda stand for and, and can you tell us a little bit about the organisation? Yeah, absolutely. So Panda is Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia and they obviously support uh, mothers and fathers who are suffering from postnatal depression uh, and because one in five mums suffer from it and one in 10 dads suffer from postnatal where it's or perinatal anxiety or depression and when I started the business I always knew that I wanted to align with a charity to give back uh, Mark and I in our lives outside of Mums Who Wine we we donate a lot of money to different things and invest our time and it's just all about you know i I listen to a lot of Tony Robbins and he's like, to live is to give and we always want to be giving back. So um, I remember looking at a couple of things and I'm like, okay, what do, what do I want to support? I want to support mental health because in my job as a lawyer, I was a work cover lawyer and I specialised in psychiatric injury. So it's an area that I've always had an interest in. And yeah, and I looked at a couple of organisations, but then I looked at Panda and whilst they're a national organisation, they are quite small and mm. they they definitely rely heavily on funding, on donations. And I remember contacting them and saying, look, I'm about to launch this business. I would love to support you guys, but I'm very aware of the fact that I've got wine in the name and obviously the link with alcohol and mental health mm-hmm. is not lost on me. And yeah. we and they contacted back and I had a call with David who I deal with. He was absolutely lovely. You know, we've had this, built this great relationship. I went and actually presented the check to them um, when we got the $12,000. And, yeah, wow. yeah, and they – they are just every time we donate, they you know they contact and they're so thankful. And what they do is really they've got a hotline for you know mums and dads who are suffering, you know, 
like whether it's during the night or, you know, during the day and just needing someone to talk to. They have Panda Champions, which are people who have suffered postnatal depression that go out and share. We've had that um, people share at our events. And I mm-hmm. think there's there's a lot of stigma associated with mental illness, especially, I believe, postnatal because you, you're told, oh, my gosh, you're so lucky, You've, you know, oh, isn't this new, you know, baby so amazing mm-hmm. and aren't you just, oh, you know, and, yeah, having a baby is amazing but it's also freaking hard and, <laughs> you know, it is like and that's even if, you, like, if you're not suffering postnatal and. Yeah, and that's just stock standard. If you got the stock standard child that's meant to come out of a box and have instructions, <laughs> that would still be hard. Exactly. And that's the thing and I think people, mums who are struggling, they think, oh, it's just me, I'm doing it wrong, I can't talk to anyone, there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of stigma. So I just am very passionate about raising awareness about mental health in general, but just to say it's okay, you're not, you know, there's nothing wrong with you because you might be having a bad day or a low day. And that's why also I share so openly on social media about that because I think that we need to stop with the you know, hashtag blessed and hashtag love my life and, you know, no offence if you use those. But um, yeah. but I think we just need to, that's why mine's like motherhood in the raw, motherhood unfiltered um, because, mm-hmm. yes, it's amazing and we are, you know, we are blessed to have children but it yeah, doesn't mean definitely. that it's an easy road and I think we need to start talking a lot more and I think, you know, you hear these stories um, of you know people that are taking their lives and it's just only increasing through mm-hmm. mental illness so we really need to just start talking about it a lot more yeah that's so true and there's so many facets to the reasons why um, the reasons why mental health um, challenges are triggered and um, there is this whole, a whole area around the work that Panda are doing um, that we don't see. And we often only, as you said, it's not just mums, it's mm-hmm. also dads. Um, it's a huge change in, in the whole family's life when a new child is brought in, brought home. Um, and that in itself is really important to look at all of the facets that sit around um, the changes that are happening when you do have a baby and not only just your first baby because it could mm. be your third or your fifth if yep. you're keen on having five kids. <laughs> um, it could be one of those children that, um, you know, things just don't go the way that you'd planned or it's not because it's never the same as you would know oh. you have three children. And that's exactly <laughs> and that's the big thing that um, it doesn't discriminate. So you could have two babies where you don't suffer from it and then you could Mm. get it on the third and yes people who have you know pre-existing you know depression they're a bit more susceptible but people might not have ever experienced it and experience it so it's it's yeah just about raising awareness and supporting supporting those that are supporting our mums and our tribe yeah definitely well we will definitely have the um the link to panda um and um in our show notes and whatever else so you can obviously find information through the mums who won website and through their social media which we will also have in our show notes um but if you are interested in connecting with panda or if you have listened to this and thought "Mm, actually i know someone that might be sitting in that space or um 
or I know someone that's about to have a baby and it might just be good to have that in their list um, because we get overloaded with so much information. So just keeping an eye out for those new mums that are on the horizon as well. So we're at the, fairly still at the start of a new year. Um, you have, uh, well, you know, you've got Ariel's first birthday sometime in the next Gosh. month. Um, <laughs> what else is coming up this, this year for you? What's on the horizon for you personally and for mums who whine? Uh, well, for me personally, we actually just uh, moved into a new house. We just bought a house, and which I think oh, is an incredible testimony of taking that step of faith in terms of my biggest fear in leaving corporate was Mm. we want to buy a house, how do we do this? And, you know, a lot of people stay in for that reason. And and anyway, this was, it was an incredible, the way it all came about. But anyway, we've moved into this new house, which is lovely. So I'm going to spend some time actually setting it up and styling it and doing all of that because we went from a two and a half bedroom house to four bedroom and one bathroom with one toilet sharing with the five of us um so that's really exciting and I'm actually taking a bit of a step back um because obviously I was meant to have maternity leave proper maternity Mm -hmm. leave when I had Ariel but we're in lockdown and it was just I just thought, well, I there's can't. No such thing. There's no you such thing. Like, yeah, exactly. I was. It was utter chaos. I think I'm still like going to be shaking in the corner for a while after that. But <laughs> as are most mums across Australia, particularly Melbourne mums. Yep. But um, so yeah. So look, I'm actually taking a step back, and where um, you know, the team are going to step up, which is really exciting, and I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to you know actually being able to take Ariel to the library and going for coffee dates because we couldn't do that uh, for so long and otherwise yeah so I'm going to be practicing what I preach and investing time in that and I'm also in saying that though obviously it never stops when you run your own business um, (laughs) I I will be still organizing and hosting a lot of the events in mm-hmm. my area, but that's mainly because that fills my cup as well. And yeah, you know, I need that was that. the whole point. Exactly. For you to spend time with people and make friends. Exactly. So, so I love that. And then, yeah. And then we've got, you know, we've, we've really, you might have seen with Mums Who Wine, we've changed because obviously we used to do the big, huge events of hundreds of people. But since COVID and just, I don't know, I think just in life, I feel like mums now are just wanting the small, intimate, connections genuine so we've actually limited our (coughs) excuse me our events to 10 people now and we've Mm. called it it started with 10 which is how literally how mums who wine started with it with a group of 10 mums getting together so we are running these all across Australia now uh, and to encourage mums and the response that I've had so many mums are like I've been watching you for years and I've always wanted to come to an event but I was always scared to come on my own to a big event and now we're having all of these mums come because they know that they've got their spot, they've got their seat, their dinners, their wine tours, their whatever. So yeah, we're just focusing on really on really building that and just um, building our community and our tribe and having more impact. So, yeah, I'm really excited. uh, I I probably shouldn't say that because I'm like, oh, I'm really excited for 2021 and then I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, if it's going to be like 2020. I'd be excited and a little bit. A little bit. Oh, is lockdown coming? We are unsure. (laughs) Yeah. I think starting with 
event numbers of 10 is a nice safe place to yeah well exactly and that's the whole thing it's like well we couldn't run the big events anyway um no so no no, they're too risky at the moment no exactly so yeah no I'm really I am really excited and just to I feel like it's a new a new change like my word for this year is harvest so my year my word for last year was abundance which kind of didn't make sense for majority of the year it only came good (laughs) when we got the house on Christmas Eve um but this year it's harvest and just really seeing believing like the the seeds that we've sown through mums who wine we're going to start seeing that reap into beautiful communities across Australia so I'm really excited Mm. oh that's a great word Mm. such a good word yeah oh wow well, if you have just listened to that and thought, I really want to get in on that, um, definitely check out Mums Who Wine. Um, I would recommend that you can definitely find information on the website, but I would recommend if you want to keep your finger on the pulse, um, keep an eye on Instagram um, and Facebook, but predominantly Instagram um, is where I personally see a lot of your stuff. Um, and that way you can spot any events and things that are coming up. As we know, they sell out pretty quickly. So, um <laughs> Get on it if you see something you like. Um, And there's always opportunities. So um, definitely check out Mums Who Wine on social media and and you'll be able to get yourself to one of their events. Now, Lauren, who inspires you and why? Oh, It's always a hard one. You can pick more than one person, but I try to encourage you to pick one. Okay. Oh. The first person that comes to mind, and it's probably going to be like super like, oh, real, not really, but like cliche, it's actually Mark, my husband. Um, because, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, I don't think we've had someone say their husband uh, before. We've had lots of mums and sisters and those ones that you you expect to hear. But yeah. Mark's a bit of a legend. We see him on social media yeah, quite often actually. Yeah, um, and I love that he was the first person because no one's actually really asked me that before. And, you know, most people probably say this incredible figure or whatever, but I just think, you know, he's – he set this, you know, podcast up for me. He's taken Ariel out for a walk. He 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 um, works full time in a pretty full on job. He's a political advisor, and he does so much behind the scenes work on Mums Who Wine that so like people would just not realise. He's so mm. dedicated, and not only, like he's an incredible father, but he is so focused on community and building community. And if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't have quit my job. Like it's, I think it takes a lot for a person who, you know, I was earning a lot of like very good money. You can imagine I was a mm. senior associate at a top tier law firm. I was earning good money. And for him to say, just quit your job, he, <laughs> you know, and he, I can't even remember what he was doing. I think he was, I don't even know what he was doing at the time, not, you know, whatever job he was in. But, um, and just to, you know, it put a lot of pressure on our family. But he was like, I just believe in you and I believe in this. And even when I said to him, how do I don't even know how to quit? Like, what do I say? And he's like, just go, <laughs> like, because I literally was like, what, how do you do this? And he's like, just go in there and say, you've started this business that is changing the lives of mums and back yourself. And I'm like, Oh, so yeah, so, um, and I'm not just saying that to blow smoke up his butt, but he is an incredible human <laughs> and he, I, I could not be, like as a lot of people, it's, you know what it's like, you know, when it's, when you're in business, everyone's like, oh, it's amazing what you're doing. And yes, it is. But 
there's a lot of people behind the scenes that make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, he's at home with three kids while I'm out doing events. You know, I'm whatever he's doing, he's, you know, we're a great partnership, we're a great team. And um, the fact that, yeah, he's, he definitely inspires me. And he, and even at times where I, you know, been a bit hormonal over the past few months being, you know, and I was like, <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. totally. And I'm like, seriously, just exactly. And then lockdown and all of that. And mm-hmm. I, I was just, you know, a few meltdowns and I'm like, that's it. I'm, I'm giving up. I'm not doing the business anymore. And goes, yeah, because yeah, you know, it's not like thousands of mums need you. And I'm like, no, they don't. And he's like, yeah, it's not like you're, <laughs> it's not like you're impacting. No no, he's like, it's not, it. totally. And he's like, it's not like you're impacting the lives of mums every day, are you? I'm like, no, I'm not. And he's like, stop. You can do this. You've got this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I do. So yeah. Anyway, long-winded answer. He's a great hubby and he definitely inspires me. It's so, so nice to hear you say that um, and to describe your relationship with Mark and what he brings to the mix um, and why he inspires you. I remember reading in Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In um, and she talked about partnerships. She talked about who we choose to partner with, if that's what we choose to do, if we, if we be it um, same-sex marriage or whoever, but whoever we decide to share our life with, that equal partnership and the, that um having someone that is your cheerleader who will play devil's advocate when they need to and really call you on whatever you're talking about someone that will just call the bullshit like yeah. when you're fluffing <laughs> around and also when you've got imposter syndrome or you're overwhelmed or whatever who will just call it and go like in in the case of what you've just explained with Mark, mm. who's just been like, sure, there aren't um you know all these women that are relying on mums who won because they really get something from it and mm. and whatever else. And and I remember Cheryl Sandberg describing that in Lean In and um and the importance of that partnership. And I think the way you described um your relationship with Mark and your your marriage and 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 how you both do what you do is a really great example of that. And that was the first thing that came to mind came to mind for me. I so. haven't I haven't read that book. I'll have to I'll have to add it to my audible list. I've got a lot going yeah, at the moment. <laughs> I read it quite a while ago and it's um, uh, Gr- Gloria Steinem, I, th- I think is the person that said this quote, is the truth um, will set you free but first it will piss you off and that, that's <laughs> kind of what my experience of reading that book was. Yeah. I was like, well, what do you mean women get paid this much and this much and what like and then this and uh, like the stats and the um the challenges and some are completely self-imposed some are internal biases some are just societal some are the you know the patriarchy there's there's a lot in that book um but there are definitely a lot of lessons as well around um as I said who you choose as your partner um not leaving before you leave um so when women are thinking about having kids and they often don't go for a promotion because they're like oh but I want to have kids next year and then when mm-hmm. anyone that has ever tried to have a baby will know that it doesn't always happen <laughs> like that so just go for the promotion um but there's a lot in there. So oh, that's totally. my recommendation. Okay. If you haven't read Lean In or, um, it, you know, certain things can be problematic in the sense that there's obviously um, elements of what 
socioeconomic status you have and there's a bit of privilege in there um but overall there's some really interesting lessons yeah i'll definitely be Uh, yeah partnerships are very important and um, yours and mark's sounds like a winner yeah (laughs) definitely Well, thank you so much for your time today. It has been such a pleasure to chat with you. There were I learned so much about you and Mums Who Wine that I didn't know, um, which is always a delight for me. Um, as I said, we will make sure that all of the links um, to Mums Who Wine, social media, Panda, um, are in the show notes and on our social media posts. Um, and for those of you who are listening, definitely connect. Um, if you know a mum who needs a night out, um, get them over to a Mums Who Wine event in your local area. And um, we will speak to you again on ne- next week on She Inspires Me. Thank you for joining us today and for being a part of this incredible community. Remember to hit subscribe, to share this episode with your friends and family, and to join us in our next episode to be inspired by more exceptional women.